from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to another episode of the TCS Live show. I am your host, T.C. Stallings, back again on the Edify Network. I want to thank you for joining me today, and I want to dive right into today's topic, and it deals with staying spiritually prepared for battle, staying prepared for battle. And it's important that we understand exactly what I'm talking about, because as Christians, we will get attacked every single day. We'll get attacked all the time in this life. It's literally a promise in Scripture. And that's why I don't, I don't want to waste time talking about anything else. I think it's, this is such an important topic for the times that we are in. Uh, it's something that should be talked about all the time. And a lot of times these types of discussions get lost because most of the time, you, we, we are, when we talk about God and, 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 and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, a lot of times it's about His blessings, um, his, his, you know, his guidance, his blessings, all the good things that you can have and what he can deliver you from and what he can help you do. And, and all of that is great. It is awesome. But uh, we have to have a balance when we're talking about, you know, God, when we're talking about Jesus, when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, because the other part is important as well. And the other part is the difficulties of being a Christian, of the challenges. And in this case, we're talking about the spiritual battle. And we got to stay prepared for it. You know, we will get attacked in this life. And, and again, there's a lot of really good feeling promises in Scripture. But there's also some ones that are negative, you know, in terms of how they can impact our lives. And they are promises as well. Some negative promises, meaning like when I say negative promise, I want you to understand what I'm saying. In this life, you will have trouble. That doesn't sound fun. Of course, the rest of that scripture says, but take heart, I've overcome the world. But having trouble as a Christian isn't fun. It isn't something you, you look forward to. The Bible also says anyone who, who uh, wants to live a godly life will be persecuted. So there we are, promised persecution for following Jesus. That doesn't sound like fun. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, you know, waiting to pounce, looking for someone to devour, right? That's what the Bible says. That doesn't sound like fun to have, you know, evil and sin stalking you. So you just keep looking at these things. You know, Jesus says, remember, the, when the world hates you, remember it hated me first, right? Doesn't sound like fun at all. I remember reading scripture when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he told them, like, you know, you're going to drink from the same cup that I have to drink from. And what he was talking about was, was being killed. That doesn't sound like fun. You know, so I'm bringing this up because all of this has to do with Jesus preparing his disciples for battle. These scriptures that, we are, that I was just reading, these biblical scriptures, those are preparing us for our spiritual battle here on earth. We will get attacked in this life. I can't say that enough. And knowing that, knowing that we're going to get attacked, that's like the alarm to the warning to get prepared. You know, when I, when I talk about battle and things like that, there's a couple of things that come to mind. As a football player, you know, I think about 
we, we always looked at the game as a war. You know, we're going to go to war with the other team. And then when you hear that term war, you think about the, the military. So those are two things you'll see me uh, consistent, consistently referencing as I, as I talk about this stuff. You'll see how they kind of are the same. And so it's easy to use these as examples when you're talking about getting ready for a battle. But of course, we're talking about a spiritual battle. And what I like about Scripture, the, 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 what I'm focusing on here is Ephesians 6, 10 through, it runs all the way down to about uh, 19. And it's a passage of Scripture that a lot of us are familiar with. But I just, I want to make sure that we're, we're also really focusing on what it's trying to get us ready for. Because I don't, I don't necessarily hear a whole, whole lot about it all. Just in regular everyday talk, just understanding that we are constantly under attack and we always will be. It's a, the, the, the spiritual battle for our souls, the spiritual battle for our minds and, and for the direction of our life is one that never, ever stops. I was reading, reading a scripture where you, you'll, you're, I believe it's in uh, Galatians. Before it starts to talk about the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about how our our we're constantly at war with the sin nature. You know, the, the, the way that God wants us to be is constantly in battle with the sin nature. They just keep bumping heads and it, it never stops. So if that's the case, then we can never stop being ready for it. We can never stop being prepared for it. But it has to be talked about. So that's something that I want to address. And as we get closer, to the return of Christ, whenever that might be, it only, it only gets tougher and tougher and tougher to fight this battle. You know, so that's what I want to go over with, because the Bible describes a battle plan that we can use in Ephesians 6. It not only describes a battle plan, but it also gives us a scouting report on the enemy. Like, we, we're not in the dark about this battle. We don't have to go into this battle blind with no plan. The Bible gives us one. Right here in the scripture, you get the scouting report on the enemy. And when I say scouting report, again, here I am already with the, with the football and the army analogy. So in football, a scouting report is a, is a long, lengthy report that gives us all the information on the other team. Talks about their strengths, talks about their weaknesses, talks about what they like to do in terms of how they like to attack the other team. And we would use a scouting report to make our own battle plan and know how to fight back and know how to be ready. You know, that's that's when you get teams that come together and they watch film on the other team's previous games. We learn their tendencies. We learn uh, how much they like to uh, blitz and how much they like to pass and how much they like to run. We learn all of that stuff so that when we finally meet up and fight, we've seen how they fight. We know how they fight and we know how to combat that and we know how to throw our own offense at them and we know how to prepare our defense. So this is possible because of uh, the scouting report, watching how the other team play. And so the Bible, to prepare us for battle, gives us this similar type of scouting report on Satan on sin, on evil. And so that's why this is cool. It, when you start off in Ephesians, it tells you, be strong in the Lord and in, the, and in his mighty power, and then put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So now we're going to jump into the scouting report. So let's talk about those schemes. The Bible says our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And this is very, very important because a lot of times, 
we ignore the we we always focus on the natural and the things that we can see with our eyes, but we forget that the battle, the spiritual battle is unseen a lot of times. You know, we're dealing with we're dealing with Satan, we're dealing with sin, we're dealing with the sin nature. We're this is the part that if you ignore, it, it is you're a sitting duck. It's so easy to really lose the spiritual battle a lot of times because we don't understand that the battle is not against flesh and blood. The Bible says it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces of the evil in heavenly realms. The Bible is describing the type of battle that you, you're in. You know, it's not a one-on-one with people. It's not all of these different, you know, physical things that we are dealing with. It's not the job. It's not other races. It's not, you know, just all these things that you can just see and touch and feel and talk about. It's what's behind the mannerisms. It's what's behind the sin. You know, it's, it's our heart. It's our mind. It's how we think. And spiritually, when these things are controlled by sin, that's when the trouble happens. But also at the same time, when these things are controlled by Christ and controlled by the Holy Spirit, that's when the victories happen. And that's what a battle is fought. So it's to understand the type of war that we're in, because when you understand the type of war that you're in, you can prepare in such a way to fight that battle, because you can't fight a spiritual battle with earthly weapons. So after giving us the scouting report on, on how the devil gets down and then giving us the, a um, report on the type of battle that you're fighting, now it's like, look, we got to prepare for this fight. So it's time to armor up. And this is, this is the part that a lot of people are familiar with, with, with the armor of God. And we talk about it a lot because it's cool to kind of, you know, just talk about it and, you know, and run down all the different pieces. But I just want us to take this real, really, really seriously and just shoot straight about what it truly means to, to armor up and stay ready for this battle. So we can use it in our regular everyday lives and stop letting Satan get so many victories in our life. And he don't care if his victories are small or large. It doesn't matter as long as he's consistent, consistently getting in there and, and making things difficult because you keep chipping away at somebody. You know, I mean, I, some of you may be familiar with boxing. You know, you don't have to get the knockout in the first round. You can just keep getting that jab, keep jabbing. You know, a jab for those who don't know boxers is a short, short little, short little straight punch. You know, just, just it's, it's a, it's the, the consistent punch that it's a setup punch that jab, and you know you just keep popping somebody in the eye with that jab. Over time, you get to like the eighth, ninth round. Now the eye closed; they can't see, and see, and, and you just keep doing damage with that jab all throughout the fight. You can win a fight off a jab. You, you jab somebody up for 12 rounds, that thing's going to be over. It's going to be in your favor. And, and so it's, it's one of those things where Satan doesn't have to get the uppercut and, and drop you in the third round. He will jab you your whole life because that can lead to a victory. And that's what the ultimate goal is, is to get the victory. You know, so this is what we have to understand in preparation for this battle this is why the armor is important. This is why we have to understand that we're getting attacked. Because we have to understand the seriousness of staying ready all the time and understanding that those little bitty jabs are not to be taken lightly. You kind of want to dodge those too. Everybody's looking for the uppercut. And we accept the jab sometimes. Oh, that was just a little sin. That was just a little. Yeah, those add up. So you want to be able to just fight against all of it. 
So the Bible prepares us with a battle plan and it says put on the full armor of God. Now, as we run through this, we can look at this as the this is this is our armor. This is this reminds me of like when I play football and the coach, you know, when I first got there and the coach gives us all our equipment. The thing about the armor of God that I don't want to just go over this and it's something that we've already heard before. Um, the main thing is just don't leave any of it out. That's 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 the main thing that I want to hit on. I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with the armor of God. If we're not, go ahead and read Ephesians 6, 10 through uh, 19, and you'll be able to read that. And it'll be pretty straightforward for you. But the thing is, is every piece of this armor is so important. Every piece is is necessary. Every piece is essential. I think about when I play football. And, you know, we got the helmet, shoulder pads, and knee pads, and cleats, and all these different things. Helmet, all of that. We, you would never leave any piece of that equipment behind. Any, you leave your helmet, you get your head knocked off. You, you leave your shoulder pads, you, you, you get, you know, vital organs messed up. You, you leave your shoes, you don't have no grip. So it's like everything mattered. Every piece of equipment mattered. And so you made sure you went to the football field completely armored up because if you left anything behind, then that particular part of the uniform um, that's left behind leaves you vulnerable in that area. And any smart football player on a, on another on, on the defensive end, like the the team that you're going against, if they see you come out to the field and you're missing something, first of all, you ain't going to be allowed to play. But just hypothetically, let's say you can get in the game without without a helmet or you can get, you can get in the game without a shoulder pads or whatever, then that's the area that I'm aiming for as your opponent. You're weakest there. I'm going for that. And it's no different when it comes to sin. It's it it usually attacks your weaknesses. The things that you leave unprotected, the things that you are not armored up with, you're not covered with. And so this is why it's like you, you gotta understand you can't leave any part of this uniform out. So let's look at the uniform. Let's look at the armor that helps us to stay spiritually prepared. And it's very straightforward. You can read this for yourself, but it talks about um, the belt of truth. So, you know, Satan fights with lies. Always lying to you. Encourages you to lie. And we all we all know what, what lying can do to relationships. You know, if you are looked at as a person that can't be honest, can't be trusted. I mean, that really makes it hard for you to. <laughs> to testify about who Jesus is, doesn't it? If you if you're telling people about Jesus, but then all throughout your life, you know, you are, you know, you're a dishonest person, um, that just crushes your testimony. You know, they you're looked at as a, a person of no integrity, you know, you 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 can't be trusted to tell the truth. So why would they believe anything you say about Jesus? And at the same and, and so that's one way that the that truth and lies work. But on the other hand too, Satan's constantly lying to you uh, about almost everything, you know, it's things that we know are bad in life. He'll tell you that it looks good. That is good, you know, and, and help you to think it looks good. Uh, you see sin in your life and you don't want to do it. And he's telling you, you know, that's ah, not so bad. And and this happens through our own, sometimes our own conscience can tell us these things. He, he influences that. Sometimes it, it could be so-called friends or just different, whatever, websites or articles you're reading that try to convince you that things are not so bad. It's not so bad. And doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that the same thing that Satan did to Adam and Eve in the garden? So he's been telling lies from the beginning. So you want to, the belt of truth. And I think 
it's it's it, it's kind of obvious that scripture uses a belt because a, a belt when you look at what a belt does it it you know it, it holds your pants up right if you're wearing a belt and it holds everything together you take that belt off and your your pants fall down or whatever you can't even move right you know the belt holds everything together so truth pretty much holds everything together it'll hold you up believing god's truth and not satan's lies you know that that's part of what holds us up, what holds us together. Just like, like I said, in a, in a belt, something as small as a belt, some something seemingly as insignificant as a belt. That's why I love that it said the belt of truth can really mess you up. Think about that football analogy. If I go out to the field, I got all my equipment on, and I forgot my belt, and my pants are constantly falling down throughout the game, I wouldn't be able to run as fast as I normally run. Now my speed is hampered. I can't move right, and and it's just irritating. I keep pulling your pants up and. Because a belt holds everything together, holds it together for you. And so, yeah, I mean, a belt of truth. So part of the armor is, is understanding the truth of Christ, the truth of Scripture, the truth of what God says, who you are, who Jesus says you are, the truth that the Holy Spirit helps you to understand, and ignoring, ignoring Satan's lies. So your belt of truth. Then it says the breastplate of righteousness. You want to have that in place. And when we're talking about righteousness... Righteousness is, is, is right living. Now, this isn't a I do everything right type of righteousness. Your righteousness comes from your relationship with Christ. That's where you get your righteousness from. Where because of your relationship with Jesus, God sees you as righteous. It isn't because of you being perfect. It's because your relationship with Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you get to do anything you want. It just means that as you work out your faith, as you work to obey Christ and, you know, you mess up, you got grace for repentance, all of that. It's God seeing you through faith embrace that relationship with Jesus. You're following Jesus. Your heart is with Jesus. You're obeying him as best you can, repenting when, when you mess it up. And you're not, you know, you're not take, trying to take advantage of that grace and just do whatever you want. But like God sees you through the lens of his son, Jesus Christ. You are right with him because of that relationship. And so when you understand that, there is, there is nothing that Satan can make you feel as far as like when you sin or when you mess up or Satan tries to make you feel guilty about it or you ain't nothing, you're, you know, you're, you're sinful. And then we shy away from wanting to have a relationship with Jesus. You don't want to pray no more. You don't want to. But see, the breastplate of righteousness protects. Let me back up a little bit. Let's, let's talk about a breastplate, for example. I'll go back to the football again. Uh, football again. Our breastplate, a similar thing to a breastplate would be our shoulder pads. And our shoulder pads protect our vital organs, like our heart and, you know, and, and all those types of things that are in your chest area. Because if you didn't have your shoulder pads on, you get hit in, in, in those areas, you could get killed. So it's interesting that the Bible uses a breastplate um, as a symbol for, for righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, because understanding that your righteousness comes from Christ is vital to your ability to be able to fight the spiritual battle against Satan. Because if you don't understand that, then it's going to be really hard to protect your heart. It's going to be hard to, if he can convince you that you are, are, are just, you, you're a sinful, miserable wreck and, you know, and, and you, can't, you, you can't do right, you can't obey scripture, you can't, if you fall for that, you just walk away from the faith altogether. But when you understand that your righteousness comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ, then you know you can repent when you mess up. And, it's, and again, this isn't planning to repent. This is just knowing that that grace is in place in case you need it for when you fail at trying to obey Jesus in everything that he tells you to do. And when you understand you have that solid relationship 
And Jesus and God is basing everything off your relationship with Jesus, not off your ability to get everything right. When you realize that, then you are your breastplate of righteousness is in place. That's part of the armor. And you need that. Because like I said, Satan's going to try to lie to you every single day, make you walk away from the faith. You ain't good enough. The Bible's too hard. All of that stuff. So you got to have that in place. And remember, this is a daily thing. It's like Satan attacks you every day. Anytime he can get at you, he's going to come. Remember those jabs, jabs, jabs. He's going to jab at you every day. So you got your belt of truth in place. You got your breastplate of righteousness in place. Then it says, have your feet ready um, with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So this is your foot gear. Reminds me of foot, football again. We wear cleats. And the reason we wear cleats is because it helps us to be able to run and cut. It doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's snowing, whatever. You got those little studs on the bottom of your shoes so that you can cut and run in the grass or the turf or whatever you want. I always imagine like what would be messed up is if I ever came out and instead of having cleats on, I got on like some some uh, some church shoes, <laughs> as we call them, church shoes when I was a kid. They're really just dress shoes, but since we only wore them to church, we, <laughs> we could wear church shoes. But y'all know dress shoes. Dress shoes with the slick bottom. You wear those in a football game, you're going to be slipping and sliding all over the place. You can't make no cuts. You can't do anything. So your feet aren't prepared and you're, you're, you're not, you don't feel firm. And that's the same thing when it comes to the spiritual battle that we're fighting. If the, the foot gear in this case is knowing scripture, it's the Bible and, and you're ready to spread that good news because you believe in it. You trust it. You know it. And you're not going to allow Satan to lie to you about anything that's in this, in, in scripture. Because if you are unstable with anything in the scripture, in scripture, in the Bible, in terms of not trusting it, not believing it, then you don't have anything to stand firm on. You know, if you can flip flop and 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 not trust everything that's here, and somebody can convince you that it really says something else, you know, um, or this person isn't going to listen to scripture. I ain't talking to that person. Um, I I you know I'm not going to even waste my time sharing it with this person because they don't look like they're going to trust the Bible. But what's the Bible say? The Bible says that His word does not return back void, right? So you will go and share that. But see, here's Satan in your head. All the time trying to get you to to just not want to share the good news for whatever reason. You don't trust it. You don't think this person will listen to it. You know, just any of that. Or you get all of these different new teachings and some people will say, hey, I've evolved in my thinking. I don't I don't really think uh, this chapter was saying that. I don't think Paul really meant that right there. I don't think Jesus really meant what he was saying right there or that was good for people back in the Jesus time. But here in 2021, the Bible doesn't really keep up with us like that. But then you you should shake all of that off and just say, hey, the Bible says, you know, God says, I'm, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, he says, before my word fails, heaven and earth will pass away. Like you got to keep jumping back in scripture and sticking with it so that you can stay strong. You know, so that having our feet set, that, that gives us the motivation to continue to proclaim the true peace that God gives through scripture, no matter what, you know, and so that's what keeps you grounded. So this, this, again, it's just, it's, it's the same as when I go out to the football field, no matter the weather, no matter the climate, I got my cliques, I feel good. I'm ready to go. It's the same thing here spiritually in this battle. As long as I got this scripture and I believe it and I trust it and I know what the Bible says, not only am I ready to apply it to myself without doubting it, I'm ready to apply it and share with other people without doubting it. No matter the climate, no matter the, 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 the spiritual weather, if you want to go there with it, no matter any of that, I'm willing to share scripture and I'll do it and I'll do it in faith 
And so again, I use it for myself to keep me steady and I'm not falling for any other teachings or anything like that. And I also use it to help others do the exact same thing. And so this is how you fight that war. Like I said, Satan will constantly try to get you to doubt scripture or or have you thinking like, huh, maybe it don't apply right now. Maybe I can just read the New Testament and ignore all the old or vice versa. Maybe it is flawed. You know, human beings did write it. I know it said they were inspired by God, but humans mess up. And then and you start believing all of that mess. That stuff is designed to get you to just not have sure footing. And again, we all know what happens when you go into the football game with the wrong shoes. Same thing happens when you go into the spiritual game of life, you know, with the wrong shoes. You know, um, you want to have your feet fitted with the gospel. So here it is. Remember, we're getting attacked every day. We got the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. We got our our foot gear, you know, our feet fitted with the gospel. And so that gives us peace. It gives us peace. So then it says the shield of faith. The faith protects us. You know, in uh, in Ephesians, it says, you know, so that we can... uh, uh, extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take that literally, man. Satan always coming at you, always coming at you, throwing those, th- throwing all kinds of sin at you, things that, that knock you off your your game, just to take you out in this battle that we're fighting. And you've got the shield of faith. And, and this stuff is so kind of self-explanatory here. Faith, faith. This is what protects us. Our faith, and it's, and it's faith in a lot of things. It's faith in God. His sovereignty, his faith in Jesus Christ and his lead, lead, uh, leadership and his lordship over our lives, his faith in the Holy Spirit and his, his guidance, his faith in scripture and, and how it helps us to know how to live this life, his faith in God and his protection. And you don't deviate from that. No matter, no matter what, you stay behind it. This reminds me again, I'm going back to football. In football, you know, I was a running back and I had an offensive line. The offensive line, those big guys, those big five or seven guys in front of me that protect me. And when we run the play and they go blocking for me, to have faith in that means to run behind them until I get in the clear and I can take off and I can do all my, my moves and spin moves and go run for the touchdown. Well, a lot of times some running backs will get the ball and they lose faith in their linemen and maybe they go a different route. We call it a cutback. And when you cut back and the, the plan isn't for, you know, the, the play is designed to go to the right. You lose faith in that. You lose faith and you cut back and you go left. Well, there's no blocking on the left side. <laughs> there's no blocking on the left side. And that's when you get knocked out a lot of times, when you go away from your blocks and you try to do it all on your own. And that's the same thing with this shield of faith. When you forget about the sovereignty of God, the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the, the direction that comes from Scripture, understanding that God will protect you. When you forget about all that and you try to just do it your own way, you fall right into Satan's hands. That's exactly what he wants you to do. And that's when he gives us a lot of victories. You know, so we got to have faith in God, in Jesus, in the Holy Spirit, in this plan, in Scripture. And that will block us, you know, from the attacks of the evil one. And again, when you look at all these pieces so far, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the foot gear, uh, the shield of faith. Again, all of these things need to stay in place. They're all important. You can't leave any one of these things out. Leave out the belt of truth, then Satan got you lying or, or making you believe lies. You leave out the breastplate of righteousness, then you start, you know, depending on your self-righteousness and you start thinking you're not good enough. You know, you leave out your, your, your shield of faith, then this is when all you, you left a little hole for Satan to give you doubt in, in this whole thing about being a Christian. And that'll help Satan give victories. You know, and so you can't leave any of these parts out. 
You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. And then we get to the helmet of salvation. The Bible talks about the helmet of salvation. It says take the helmet of salvation. It don't get no more straightforward than this, the helmet of salvation. Man. What does a helmet do? A helmet protects your head. In football, you know, <laughs> I, I know all the pieces are important, but it's funny how, like, you just, you just feel like that that helmet, man, I can't get in a game without a helmet. It protects your head. If if you get hit in the head without a helmet, can can you just imagine what that's going to do to you? It's already It already still hurts quite a bit with a helmet. But you can survive. I can't imagine, you know, going to a football game, football game without my helmet. But the reason that it would use a helmet in this part of the armor is the helmet of salvation. Satan wants to get your mind. He wants to get your head. And if Satan can get in your head and control the way you think or influence the way you think, oh my, it's gonna, it's gonna control so many things that you do. Cause let's look at the body, period. And how the body is made. You got arms, you got legs, you got all these different things, you know, fingers and all this stuff. But if you move your eye right now, if you blink right now, or if you move your hands, go ahead and do it right now. Move your hands. Go ahead and move your legs, move your feet, move around. How are you doing that? That's because your, your brain is sending a message to do these things. So depending on what you're thinking about, you can send a message to your hands to come together Clasp your hands together and you can send a message to your knees to go down to the floor and you can start praying to God because your brain, you know, tells your body to do those things. But your brain can also tell those same hands based on what you're thinking to get on the Internet and start watching pornography or to ball them up into a fist and strike somebody because you're angry. Your brain does that. And And your brain don't just do it on its own. These are the thoughts that you have. And so if Satan can influence your mind. He can have you thinking in all kinds of different ways and he'll use all kinds of things to do it, whether it's music or television shows or movies or other people, uh, books, uh, just he's got so many weapons. It's social media. He's got more weapons now than he's ever had. He can use all these things to influence you. That's why we have to protect our head. Helmet of salvation. So if for you, salvation for yourself and salvation for others is so important. And you, you want to make sure you got your helmet on and you want to keep your hair protected because you don't want anything to influence your own salvation or your ability to help um, have Jesus help you to lead others to salvation. So you have to protect your head. So you wouldn't go into a football game without a helmet. You shouldn't go into the spiritual battle of life, the game of life, if you want to call it that, without your spiritual helmet on, the spirit, the spiritual Helmet of salvation. That's why we're first to it like that. And then it says the sword. You know, you want to take the sword of the spirit is how the Bible refers to it, which is the word of God. And 
there this will be the only physical offensive weapon in the whole armor. And I, I find that very, very interesting. This 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 is the one where all the other stuff protects you in terms of, you know, you put the armor on and you're protected. But the sword, now if you're thinking of now I'm gonna add another analogy to it. When you think about like a, a knight, right? A knight. The knight have all the armor and then they got the sword that they fight with. That's 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 your attacking weapon. And so the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So now we're talking about the Bible. This is this this is the only this is the only physical weapon. And you'll see why I say physical in a mimic in, in a minute, because there's another weapon you got, but the sword of the spirit, only weapon of offense that's listed in this armor. Because there's times that we're gonna have to go on the offense and we gotta attack Satan back. You know, we we get a lesson in that from um when Jesus was tempted. And that's another key thing in this, by the way, if, if Satan's going to attack uh, Jesus, he certainly will attack you. And we can read in, in the book of Matthew where Jesus was, was well, he, he had been fasting for a while too. So he's, you know, hungry and weak and everything. And then here comes Satan to attack him. And so if he will, if Satan will attack Jesus, he will certainly attack you. Just, just, just know that. So, you know, Jesus knows how we feel, what it means to be attacked and, 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 and tempted and all of that. But Rather than sit there and just depend on protection, he attacked Satan back. And every time he did it, every time he attacked Satan back, what did he attack him with? Scripture, the sword. He cut Satan up with that sword so much so that Satan had to flee. He went on away. And it's the same thing with us. We don't have to sit here and just stay protected. We can also go on the attack. And we can go on the attack with Scripture. Constantly reminding ourselves what scripture says about life, about grace, about mercy, about obedience, about witnessing to other people, about love, you know, about mercy, about kindness, faithfulness, just all these different things that scripture says that helps us to know how to live this life. We don't have to believe Satan's lies when he tries to attack us and we can, we, we believe scripture. And we can attack back with that, just like Jesus showed us how to do. And this is our weapon. So that's why, man, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go. You don't want to go into a fight without a weapon. Yeah, you got all your defensive stuff on, but no weapon? You're just going to take hits all day long? No. I go back to football again. The, our weapon in, in football, now, I'm a running back. It's like I, I equate the sword here, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. I equate that to the football itself, the ball. When I'm a running back, I get handed that ball. The quarterback gives me the ball. Now I'm, I'm running and I got the ball and I'm a threat. I'm attacking the defense. I'm coming at you. Yeah, well, this is offense, but I'm attacking you now. I'm attacking you. And I'm trying to get yards and touchdowns. I'm a threat because I have the ball. That if, if at any point I don't have the ball, I'm no longer a threat as a running back. That's, that's the sport, right? Can you imagine? So I'm running with the football and then I fumble the ball, right? You know, a fumble is when you drop the ball. Let's say I fumble the ball and I can't get to it. The defense is no longer worried about me. They actually stop chasing me. They don't keep chasing me because I'm no longer a threat. I've lost the ball. They go after the ball or whoever else has picked up the ball. I'm no longer a threat. I've lost my weapon. I'm no longer a threat. Nobody's worried about me. And it's the same thing here in scripture. For this here, if you don't use the sword of the spirit 
which is the word of God. If you don't use the Bible, if you don't know the Bible, if you don't value the Bible, if you don't care about the Bible and think you are going to be effective in this battle, you're mistaken. Satan ain't even worried about you because you don't even have you don't have a weapon. You're easily defeated. It don't matter how how much you think you know or how spiritual you think you are. If you don't have this weapon right here, the Bible, you are easily defeated. That's your, that's your, and, and so it, it doesn't make sense to go into a war without a weapon. And so it's the same thing with the spiritual battle, man. The Bible is our weapon. It, and I, you heard me say earlier that it's one of, of, of uh, two weapons. Well, I, was, I, was, I didn't say it was two weapons, but that's what I was getting at when I said that, that uh, the sword of the spirit is our only physical weapon. Because if you keep reading, and a lot of times this gets left out of the armor of God, but uh, 19 says, and pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given so that I will be, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And also, if you go back up in 18, this is even more key because it's still in line with the armor. Like in verse 17, he says, take the helmet of uh, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then in 18, it just keeps going to show you that this is part of the armor. Then it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. This is a part of the armor too, because this is the communication. This is all prayer is all about communication. Prayer, prayer is how you, you are going to be guided with all of this armor that you put on. So you're getting ready for war, right? You got your belt of truth, your breastplate of righteousness. You got your foot gear. You got your shield of faith. You got your helmet of salvation. You got the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, you're going to make sure you have communication, prayer, and your armor is complete. Because without prayer, you don't know what to do with all of this stuff. That would be, in football, that would be like me going out. We got all of our football equipment on. I got the ball, but I don't know to play because I don't talk to the coach. Then we, we don't know what to do. We're out there winging it. We got all the tools. We got the weapon. We got the ball. We got the, we even got the will. We even got the will to win. We got the right attitude. We got, but we don't have guidance. We don't have a play because we don't talk to the coach. You know, we that if we finally use this military example that I was talking about, just imagine going out into a a, a war. Soldiers out in war, they've got you know all of their equipment on, and they got their guns, and they've got their grenades, and they've got their rocket launchers, and whatever tanks, all this stuff. But they forgot that walkie-talkie. That little, simple little thing, that walkie-talkie, which helps them communicate with the commander. And the commander has the war plan. He's got all the reconnaissance. He's got all of the, the scouting report. He's got all of the, you know, the, the fight plan, just everything. And they're out of communication. You don't know, you don't know exactly what the war plan is. Then it's, it's more difficult to use all of those tools that you have because you don't have a plan. The way you keep the plan is you stay in contact with the commander. In football, the way you keep the plan is you stay in contact with the head coach or the person who's calling the plays. And the way we keep the battle plan here as Christians is we stay in prayer and talk to Jesus, talk to the Lord. We're guided by the Holy Spirit. That's how you complete the armor. And you, can, and you definitely don't want to leave prayer out of the process. It is part of the armor. So 
that's what I wanted to do today is just encourage you to stay armored up completely, never leaving any any piece out of the equation. Every piece is important. And because these days are just they're they just get more and more evil and confusing by the minute. Every day there's something. Every day there's a new way to attack you. Every day there's another day that Satan comes at you. Every day he's attacking. He fights this war every day and he's relentless. And he, like I said, he don't care if he knock you out or he jab you to death. He's going to fight you. And so when you think about how your life goes and remember those small things you get mad about or the large things you get mad about or, or, or this problem or that problem or and things that make it hard for you to be the Christian that you're supposed to be in terms of your own obedience or leading other people to Christ. Like, understand when you find it difficult in the Christian life that this is all a part of the spiritual war and it ain't going nowhere. So that might be the uncomfortable news, but the good news is we have a battle plan. We have a scouting report on how the enemy operates. And this is one of those battles that we know, and this is rare in anything in life, that you can know the outcome before the outcome even comes. This is a battle that Satan has already lost. That's the good news. We've already won. And it's rare that you get put in a battle that Jesus is telling you that I've already won this battle for you. You just got to follow my plan. And that's what this is all about. So we have the plan right here and I'm encouraging you to stick with it. And I'm just encouraging you is whatever you're seeing on, you know, TV and the news and on the social media and just whatever your friends are saying, whatever. If they're not encouraging you in this way to just stick with scripture, stick with God, stick with Jesus, stick with the Holy Spirit, stick with the battle plan, stay armored up and, and just stay ready because this battle never stops. Well, if you don't never hear from him, you're hearing it from me. And I just want to put in, in context all these things that we go through. And none of us are perfect. So you want to try to continuously remind yourself uh, of what you're going through, that you're fighting a battle. And I don't know too many people who just, you know, I've never went to a football game and didn't come out with at least one bump or one bruise, you know, or a cut or something. Yeah, so, you know, you may not fight a perfect fight. You might get bumped, bumps and bruises and cuts and things along the way, you know, uh, but you will heal. You repent and you keep going with the fight. I never, you know, I never went into a game without my equipment. I never not talked to the head coach and kept having my guidance, you know, and I never depended on anything else uh, but our playbook. And, and I always went into my games confidently. And so that's what I want you to do is to go into life every day confidently. Regardless of what happens, just stick with the plan. You got the battle plan. You have, you know, um, great commanders, Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, and then you got scripture to guide you through it all. I just want you to depend on those things. It's that simple. And don't leave prayer out the process. That's a part of the armor. Talk to God every day about how to use these things. And then like the Bible says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You'll be strong in the Lord. And remember, it's never by your power. It's always by his. So this is his plan. This is his power. And it's his victory that he graciously has given to you and to me. I hope this blessed you today. Uh, share with somebody who you think need it. Uh, keep all of us in prayer and I'll be doing the same for you. And Lord's will, I will see you next week for another episode of the TCS Live Show. God bless. 
Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify Podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.